Hi, welcome to Podcast 11. Thank you so much for joining us, Richard and Paul, here on Signed Clyde. <laughs> That's for the Bosch people. Um, and other platforms as well. So it's hosted on SoundCloud, but it's sort of farmed out to all of the other platforms. And we're really pleased to announce that this week we have gained over 5,000 streams since we started in November. Mm, mm, broken the 5,000 streams number. Yeah, and just to make things clear to everybody, we don't actually get any money for doing this. So this is, um, you know, it's not like YouTube. You don't reach a, a threshold and start being able to put adverts on your podcasts. They do it for music, but not for podcasts. Well, not on SoundCloud. No, they don't. But we've chosen to provide this for you, the listener, the lovely follower, free of charge. Oh, yeah. It's a public service. <laughs> public service broadcasting. It's Richard and Paul, public service broadcasters since 2017. That's contractual. <laughs> anyway, welcome. Thank you very much for tuning in. Let's get on with the show. We've got lots to talk about. Have we? Well, I think so. I think it's been quite a lively week in terms of things happening. I in mean, the news? Well, all sorts, really. You know, we've settled back into the new year, the, the working week. Yeah. And that's been fun. <laughs> in fact, we both have, haven't we? Because I've been visiting clients and you've been at work and it's now a quieter day. But there's still things going on, isn't there? Well, look, you know, I don't think we ever really have a quiet day um, because we're always doing something on social media. You know, we're always working, in effect, to provide content for the people that follow us on, on YouTube, on um, Facebook, Instagram. We're Twitter. always working. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's our choice, isn't it? Well, I'm not complaining. No, exactly. It sounds as bit as though you are. Well, no, but I, I was going to go on to say that, you know, the working week, everybody's back. You know, everybody's come out of the Christmas cave. <laughs> and, um, you know, that happened on actually Wednesday morning at work. It so suddenly hit and everybody started calling and it's like, OK, we're back into the normal working routine. I think there were a lot of people back at school on Wednesday. I think that's why. I think all of that was sort of... All kids were shuffled off to school and then it was time to chat about all the things they hadn't been able to chat about over Christmas. Mind you, one of my clients isn't actually back for another fortnight. Well, lucky old them. I suppose that's why they're a client rather than a worker. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, at the end of the day... Who needs that much time off? That I mean, that's the thing. I, I find it very odd when people go on, like, four-week holidays. It's like, A, we'd never have the money to do that. B, why would you do that unless you were going on a constant sightseeing tour or European grand tour or something? I mean, you know, I'd rather be doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm. To be honest, I mean, when I'm at work, I want to be busy. Yeah. I don't want to be bored. No. 
And actually, you know, when you're working to help people, you know, you feel good about it, even though it's busy and stressful, you, you do get a rewarding feeling. And I think that's the similar feeling to the to what we get when we do our social media. Because yeah. we know there are some people out there that enjoy the company of social media. Mm, mm. So therefore, you are actually providing a service. And I think that's nice. I think that's lovely. And what are we going to chat about today? Why did you move me on so quickly from that subject? Because <laughs> I, I think that's a really nice subject to talk about. I think okay. The fact that people find enjoyment and company in, in listening to people online. I think that's a really important service that people provide now. And it's something, if you think about it, that personal touch. People didn't have that 20 years ago at all. In fact, 10 years ago, probably. You know, where you actually connect with somebody online, you're able to get that instant feedback. You're able to leave a message or a comment have it responded to, and feel like you're having a personal relationship with that person. That doesn't happen with a TV programme or a radio programme unless you have an opportunity to feed back, which in the old days, of course, that was done by letter or postcard. Mm. So I think it's a really interesting area, actually, Paul. Good. God, honestly. Really. Anyway, let's talk about stuff. News this week. What's news this week? Well, there's a couple of items that I wanted to, to raise. And one of them was this sort of new debate around packaging. Oh, right. And yeah. the environment. That was interesting. They're talking, saying now, you know, that plastic isn't necessarily that bad for the environment. Glass is more expensive to transport which actually impacts on the environment more. People have been transporting glass for years. Well, also, there's been huge steps forward in technology for glass. And, and I know that Warner's Gin, they looked at this because they didn't want to put their gins into plastic. And they looked at this and they have, or they are using a very specially developed glass. That's something like... 80% lighter than normal glass, though just as robust. And it's actually about the refining of glass rather than necessarily how thick the glass is, if you see what I mean. I mean, they're also saying that there are certain types of packaging that say that they're biodegradable, but in actual fact, they're not. They're only biodegradable in a digester. And actually, some elements of it don't break down. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, everything is biodegradable, but it may take a year, it may take 10 years, it may take 100, or it may take a 1,000 years, but everything is biodegradable. No, I know, but, you know, we're looking at things that break down in the environment quickly and safely without residue. And they're saying now that, yeah, things are biodegradable, they can put that on packaging, but actually they're lying. Well, it's a bit like low fat or lower fat. I mean, if something, you know, a low fat butter could be at 80% fat. You know, the fact that normal butter might be 95% and low fat butter may be 80%, you can market it as low fat butter. So the crux of the matter is that actually we are being lied to 
by the companies. Totally, by the by the marketing and advertising agencies. So we're being lied to. They're pulling the wool over our eyes. They're marking things biodegradable and compostable when actually they're not. Or they take longer than we would assume they would take. Yeah, that's the matter. Because they're not explaining biodegradable in four months. They're not saying that, are they, on packaging? Well, I mean, some packaging does. Very, very little does, though. Though I found out the other day that the potato starch compostable bags that many magazines or more magazines are, are, are packaged in these days, so there are some household collection boroughs that do not take it because their collections go to biogas to a biodigester and that biodigester actually gets clogged up with these potato starch bags so there's a lot of confusion but i think there's a lot of confusion anyway you know people think that they can um uh, recycle potato what do you call them uh, crisp packets and things like that and actually they can't be right recycled same as the cardboard from pizza boxes if it's got fat on it the that bit of cardboard cannot be recycled and i don't think there's enough money going into telling people exactly what can and what can't be recycled and of course one of the big things for me is whether tetra packs actually ever get, do get recycled because when you try and find out you don't get any information yeah i think this is key i think we're not being educated we're not being instructed well enough. I mean, I'm quite sure there's plenty of people out there who don't realise you've actually got to clean all those cartons and that packaging before you put it into your recycle, recycler bin. Um, and I, I'm quite sure a lot of people don't realise that. I think a lot don't. Yeah, exactly. So I think education, instruction and clarity about what can and can't be recycled, what can and can't break down. And actually, bloody hell, get the companies to change their packaging. I mean, look, mm, let's, let's mm. rewind. Let's rewind 50 years when we were small kids, 40, 50 years. When you went to the shop, you went to a local small shop. It was quite rare to go to a supermarket because there weren't that many. No. And you bought your food from the butcher, the baker, and your foods were wrapped in greaseproof paper and paper bags. And cardboard. And Well, yeah, and a cardboard box. I mean, cereal used to come in a cardboard box. Directly. Not, yeah, not in, not in a sachet in a cardboard box. Yeah. Now, I know, I do know that we had times in the 70s where, you know, very horrid people were contaminating things deliberately. And I think that is a real concern by a lot of people. But what do we want? A dead planet? Is that rain? That's rain. Oh it's chucking God. it down. You know what? This morning, sorry to, to go across, but this morning was beautiful. And I put, posted some pictures on um, Facebook and this cloud bank came in and it's now hit us and it's absolutely fucking chucking it down now. It really is. You can hear. Can you hear that? I can hear that. Wow. Anyway, so I, somehow we need to return 
to the old ways. We've well, got to. I believe that the only way of really doing it is by putting a packaging tax in. And I think that every package that is sold, every product that is sold in a package, depending upon its packaging, there should be a 1p or 2p or 5p charge per item. Because it's only when we start doing that, and actually it starts hitting people's pockets, that they seem to care about making a change. And you know... I think the changes inevitably need to come from the big companies. I mean, you know, people are going to go down. Companies are going to go down. I mean, if you look at the, the news today, they're talking about the retail figures being absolutely crap. For the last year, it was the, the yeah, British retail was for down. For Christmas. Well, no, the whole year was down and Christmas was down considerably. Yeah, that, I'm talking about Christmas. On the high street. You know, well, Marks and Spencers did well on food, but did terribly online. John Lewis did so badly that it thinks it can't pay the bonus to its staff. So, you know, something's not quite right now. But then know? other retailers like Next have had a really buoyant Christmas, a buoyant year. But what I'm saying is people either, companies need to either change their practices or be rejected by the public. Because if the public's feelings around packaging and plastics become any stronger, they will start rejecting things. I mean, I know people have started taking their packaging back to supermarkets and Mm -hmm. dumping it on them. Mm -hmm. So that sends out a clear message to people. If we started saying, no, I'm not going to use this company, because every time they send me something, they put it into plastic. So I'm going to stop shopping with them. I don't want their products anymore. If we started acting like that, there are some 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 companies that are going to fail or they have to change their practices. Well, on, on packaging, I, I find it absolutely appalling that the gardening magazines that rely on, on money from people who are gardening and growing and looking after the soil still come in plastic packets. They should have been the first companies to change over to potato starch or other starch um uh, packaging that's i can't believe that they haven't totally totally i totally agree i think there's lots of things people can do i mean you know it's like clothes clothes can go into paper bags yeah why does it have to be a plastic carrier bag yeah it could be a beautiful paper bag and you know clothes can be wrapped in tissue they don't have to be wrapped in plastic. No. You know? And I just don't really understand it. Everything you seem to buy from Amazon, and you guys know I love Amazon, but everything seems to be in plastic. Everything. Well, and the other day I, I bought just a, a small cream, didn't I, that I needed, and it came in a box that must have been 50 times larger than the actual sachet of cream. But at least... At least all that packaging can be recycled. Well, it can be recycled commercially. It can't be composted. Cardboard can. Not not the Amazon Prime taped ones because there's plastic in that Amazon Prime tape. But we can get the tape off. You can't get that. That Prime tape has got little bits of plastic running through it. Well, I got some off the other day. 
Yeah, but you need to get it all off. Yeah, well, exactly. Well, that's the effort that people have to make. Mm. Well, well, isn't it? But again, it's something that Amazon could actually change. They could. I, I totally agree. And it's, you know, with people and companies, it's six of one, half a dozen of the other. We've got to take responsibility as well to send out the message. We cannot become complacent. No. And we cannot become apathetic. But you know? I, I do. And people are. I do think, well, I think people are apathetic and I think people they go, are. Oh, well. I think people are ignorant, genuinely ignorant. Oh, yeah. And we we sit here in a in a household doing doing not a hundred percent of what we can for the environment we don't do that if if we were doing that we wouldn't be doing these podcasts we wouldn't be no. doing youtube we would be out there helping others but we do our fair bit we try and recycle well we try and live sustainably and we try and live economically but i do also think that we live in a bubble and with our Facebook groups and with our YouTube um, subscribers and our, our followers on YouTube, I think we are in a bubble. Yeah, but why do people generally create those bubbles? Because they feel comfortable within that space. Well, because they also feel comforted well, within that space. Because actually, when you look out at the world at large... There's a hell of a lot going on that's but very that, negative. that's exactly what I'm saying. We live in a bubble and a lot of the people that we communicate with and talk with and chat with on a daily basis, whether digital or not, are very much like ourselves and are doing their best. But actually, when you go out into the wider world and I walk down the road and I see the amount in people's recycling bins that cannot be recycled, the amount in people's rubbish bins, and I think, how can a family of three accumulate so much rubbish in a fortnight? Well, the thing is as well, you know, that with families, the excuse very often is, oh, we're too busy. Well, we're too busy to think about that. You see, I think with families, they they are the absolute key because how can you bring a child into this world without thinking about its future? Of course. And if you're not thinking about the environment and you're not thinking about living sustainably, then in fact, you're not thinking about delivering a better future for your child than the one you had. Of course, it's but as they, will, as that. they will still turn around and say, oh, life's so busy, I haven't got time. Yeah, They and will then, still say that. Yeah, and then... And I'm so stressed out because of the kids, and I'm so this, and I'm so that. That is what an excuse will be. It will be, but again, ignorance. Yeah, I'm, I'm agreeing with you, but I'm telling you like it is. That's yeah. what, that's what yeah. parents will say. I mean, I think a lot more parents are becoming a lot more aware now, and a lot you know, more woke, as we say. Well, we had a, a friend who was going on about how she lives sustainably and how she does this and how she does that and blah, blah, blah. And then she got a brand new kitchen and, uh, and another person was saying similar things. Kitchen. A plastic kitchen. Not a, a handmade wooden or not even a wooden kitchen made by machine. And then another person was saying exactly the same thing. And the next three days later... They said, um, oh, we, we bought a new car. And it was a F off 4x4. And Heavy, they've gone from a Mini to a 4x4. Heavy gas guzzler. Well, we've got to do this because uh, Tarquin and Titania need to be carted here, there and everywhere. Yeah, well. They've got to that age. Yeah. 
Well, that's the way it goes. These are the people that we're living side by side with, but it takes time. It does anyway. take time, but we live in an area with fantastic public transport, don't we? We do. Yeah. We have buses, we have trains, we have tubes, and we actually have quite a lot of sort of private um, cab companies now for vulnerable uh, people and for families. So we live in a, a really good place where people can cut down. So there we are. There's our heated, <laughs> our heated debate around the packaging arguments. Thank you very much. <laughs> and in the interest of the environment, we're going to say goodbye now. Bye. No, not really. But we should be. We should be actually on a, a on a bike that's generating electricity while we're recording this. That's what we should be doing, really. We should get the cross trainer and actually hook it up to a generator. You see, I think that's really bizarre because you've got all these gyms around the country where people are going to get fit and are running on powered belts, running belts, rowing machines, all of that, where actually they could be non-electrified and generating electricity. Yeah. Hook them all up. Yeah. Now. Yeah. To the national grid. Yeah. All gyms, hook them to the national grid, pay back in what you take out. I think that's a really good initiative. Let's market it and sell it to everybody. I mean, there are roads now and pavements where the action of car driving along the road or people walking on the pavements creates that energy that gets fed back into the... Not in the UK, though. Not in the UK. We we won't have that um, ever. We can't even build a new railway line on time. I mean, it's just fucking ridiculous. It really is. The UK... Crossrail we're talking about. The UK is so fucking slow. Sorry for the swearing, but I feel it's necessary. We're so fucking slow at everything. I mean, you see these train lines, it's taken like 10 years. In China, they'd have done that in a week. Well, there was that thing where a bridge collapsed, a a railway bridge. Sorry, the railway went underneath. The road above, the bridge collapsed... And within 36 hours, it was all operational and built. You see? Unbelievable. Exactly. Not in the UK, because nobody wants to work, Paul. That's the thing. Don't ever come to the UK. Once Brexit's over and done with, never come here. It's useless. No, unless you've got a loincloth and light hunting animals. It's useless. Yeah. Anyway, not proud to be British at all. In fact, I'm proud to say I'm not British particularly. I'm 58% other things. No, but you're British. Your passport, which you don't have, says you're British. Yeah, well, fuck that. There we are. Yeah. Um, What else has caught your fancy? Well, no. Before that, stop pushing me. (laughs) I wanted to segue from gyms to what I started today. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You were were stretching your thighs and spreading your legs earlier, weren't you? I've started my workouts. I did 50 minutes. You were with Jane Fonda, weren't you? I was with Jane Fonda in the front room. Did you have a nice time? Had a lovely time, actually. It was really good. No, seriously, I've started my workouts. And actually, I feel really energised today now as a result. I mean, I can't walk. (laughs) But I do feel energised. My knees have now given up. (laughs) He's crawling along now. I have to crawl everywhere. 
I have to crawl everywhere on all fours. But um, <laughs> no, seriously, no, I did. I did a workout. I did two workouts. I did the Jane Fonda walkout to warm up which is a mile and 18 minutes. Mm. And then after that, part well, partway through that, I felt horrendous. I thought, oh, my God, I'm so unfit. My legs are going to give out any minute. And then I kind of got into it. And then once that was finished, I felt really good and thought, you know what? I can do some more. So what I did was, and this is on YouTube, then I went to the Jane Fonda new workout, Beginners, and I did two sections of that as um, the, the leg work and the floor work and um, the arms. I did all of that. So it took me about 50 minutes. I was sweating like a pig, um, but then felt great. I had a shower, refreshed myself, and actually I feel really energized. So in the morning, I may need crutches. Well, we'll just push you down the stairs. Or some wheels or something. <laughs> Um, because I may not be able to walk, but you know what? I'm going to start and I need to lose a stone. And this is the start of my weight loss journey. That's Richard. That's Richard's weight loss journey since today. (laughs) So, yeah, I wanted to just let you know that. And, um, yeah. And also the other thing I've started just before we move on is the crochet. Oh, yeah. Well, that's a bastard bitch. (laughs) Thank you to whoever sent those hooks. Yeah, just want to say thanks for the person, the anonymous person that sent the hooks. Kelly from Kelly's Kitchen Garden on YouTube was going to send me some hooks. But then a mysterious package arrived from Amazon addressed to Paul, and it was a set of crochet hooks. Mm. So I told Kelly to hang fire and thank you very much. And I believe those um, hooks are winging their way to Vivi. From Kelly to Vivi. Um, from Vivi's Kitchen Garden. That's what Vivi did next. And um, she's going to be learning as well. But I, fi- I do find it a bit fiddly, I have to say. Having I- I'm familiar with knitting, basic knitting. Um, but I am finding the crochet a little fiddly. And I I can do chains, and I can do a double crochet stitch as well. And that's about it. Oh, and I can do a slipknot. I can do a slipknot. You've only just started. Well, I have, but I've had a couple of hours of practice, and I can do a chain pretty quickly now. So, um, yeah, I'm going to see how it goes. And you were using some choice phrases about the um, wool, weren't you? Because it had been used before and it was coming apart. Well, the yarn wasn't particularly good. I had knitted. I'd, I'd unraveled some knitting that I did and um, was using it. So it was splitting a little bit. So it's quite difficult to work. Um, but yeah, I did sort of swear quite a bit. But hey, you know, I'm learning. And have you seen those um, Swiffer crochet Swiffer things? That's not happening. I thought that's what you wanted to do. Maybe you could crochet some soap bags so that we can put bits of soap in and sew it up and use them as sort of like scrunchies in That's the shower. That's happening. All right. No. Maybe you could do some socks. You can say maybe in front of lots of things. It doesn't mean it's going to happen. Are you going to do those crochet chicken outfits? No. 
What are you going to crochet? I don't know. Tea cosy? I have no idea what I'm going to crochet. And I'm not even thinking about it. Some sexy underwear? Crocheted sexy underwear. <laughs> I think that's an oxymoron, isn't it? It might be a bit itchy. Is that an oxymoron? It's moronic. Yeah, but is it an oxymoron? I think it is an oxymoron. Is it? Mm-hmm. It's not, not a, an ambidextrous. It's not a foxy moron. A foxy moron. Foxy moron. <laughs> um, okay, so let's get on with the show. So we also wanted to talk about what we've watched on TV. Yay! Because we know you love that so much. We haven't oh. watched a lot, have we? Um, well, we've been watching in the evenings. We've been doing our usual thing. I mean, the evening time is when we tend to watch TV, as you know. We've talked about mm. this before. Um, and if Paul's not doing anything, he'll watch Miss Marple or something in the afternoon sometimes, when whilst you're sort of working on your tablet. Yeah. Yeah. I love um, things in the background when I'm working. So yeah. if I don't need to be at my desk, I'll sit in the lounge and while Miss Marple is... Solving a murder, I'll be uh, typing an email to whoever or doing whatever. Yeah. Yeah, you see, I can't do that. I can't concentrate on what I'm doing. But I mean, my work is creative work, so it requires quiet. Mm. You can't be creative with a radio in the background unless you're drawing something. I, I can't come up with tunes whilst there's other tunes no. playing. No. It needs quiet time. Otherwise, you start copying it, don't you? Well, you can. There is a danger. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if I'm making music, I don't listen to music mm. because you tend to regurgitate what you've heard. And then you start thinking, well, actually, I, that's a really good refrain. And you work on it for ages. And then you show it to someone or make you know, somebody listens to it and then they go oh that sounds very much like such and such yeah i mean you listen you might listen to music to reference a sound you know you might want to sort of compare to find out whether your tune that you produced sounds like it is playing on the radio for example you know in terms of checking production mm. um but i i don't tend to listen to stuff no um, but anyway let's move on tv we watched that fabulous film the other night didn't we valerian and the city of a thousand planets i really enjoyed that we both enjoyed it didn't we yeah it was really good with what's her name cara delavine is it oh i don't i don't know who the actors were but they uh, i thought i just thought it was a fabulous story Really interesting. It was, and it was Luke, it's Luke Besson. Besson. Yeah. Yeah. Good, it was good. Recommended, it, actually, quite long. Yeah, it was about two hours, um, but it didn't do well at the box office. Well, I can kind of see why. I mean, A, it's got a long title. That is, can be box office poison, can't it? A yeah, long I suppose like so. That. Yeah. Um, but it just looked so good. It was stunning. I much preferred that to Avatar. Oh, yeah. We didn't really oh, get God, into it was Avatar. so bloody boring, Avatar yeah. was. What a load of crap. No, we, we really enjoyed that. And I did say to you, is there, I wonder if there's a sequel. And I knew it didn't do well at the box office. 
And I did have a look today and apparently Luc Besson was talking to Netflix about doing a sequel. Well, I mean, it's a really good film. I re- we really recommend it. It's, it's quite absorbing and it's a great story. That's the thing. Mm, it's mm. a really good story. And you like the characters. You like the characters. You get into the characters pretty quickly. And the visuals are stunning. stunning. Um, you know, but actually... <laughs> When the story's good, the visuals are just are just part of it. Mm. You know, I wouldn't ever watch a film just for the visuals. Well, I felt that that's what Avatar was. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I want the story to be engaging. I'm not there just to look at pretty colours and special effects. I want mm. the whole thing to deliver. And actually, for me, the the whole thing did deliver. Yeah, yeah. You know? it, it was interesting. It was really interesting. And it... It had elements in it that you hadn't seen in other films. And I think that's what's really interesting about things like that, that are sci-fi. It was different. Simple as that. Yeah, it is. So we recommend that film. It's 2017. That's Mm. um, Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. Mm. Fabulous. And I love that concept. Well, you're going to have to watch the film yeah. for the concept. We're not going to explain everything to you. Go and look at it. Yeah, do. You know. Do. Um, what else have we watched? You watched that thing about those little people in caves oh last God. night. Oh, my God. So, this series that I've started on Amazon. Yeah, it's an Amazon original it's a series called Helia, and Helia is the name of a town in Kentucky. And this is a documentary film. It, you, you're unsure at the beginning whether it's a real documentary, but apparently it is. Oh. And um, it's kind of done a little bit Blair Witchy, but not quite. It's a little bit more high quality than that. But basically in these initial episodes, and I've watched one and a half, it's basically a group of paranormal investigators who are, via a mysterious set of emails, go to investigate in this town of Helia the sightings of these bloody gnome things. What are they called? Goblins. Goblins. Oh, my God. In caves. Yeah, the... This person has emailed to them saying, you know, my family are being terrorized by them. They're coming from a mine and they look like aliens. Now, look, first of all, let me caveat. Is that your throat making croaking noises? Did it make croaking? Yeah. Disgusting. (laughs) Burp or something. Burp. Anyway, that sounded like a goblin. <laughs> Maybe it was actually oh, God, a, goblin a goblin in, in my throat. stomach. That's disgusting. It's like alien. And it's about to pop out and attack well, you. Well, don't make a mess if it does. Well, it, well it wouldn't be me, would it? Um, anyway. I and, fell asleep. Right. Well, basically, let me caveat, as I was going to, before your throat started making strange gurgling noises, Paul. Um... I'm in my 20s. I was kind of really into all of this stuff. 
And as I've got older, I've kind of realised that most of it's bullshit and, you know, creatures don't exist. You know, I've never seen an alien. Not that you know. I've never seen any evidence of Mm. anything, real evidence. Mm. I prefer to base my opinions on evidence, yeah, reality, what my own eyes can see. So I'm pretty, you know, my foundation is pretty set in terms of the way I think now. And of course, when we're young, we believe all sorts of things. And it's fun. It's fun to believe in in ghosts and witches and werewolves and vampires and all of that. It's fun because actually we find it's quite fun to be scared. I thought there was an alligator under my bed. Well, that's just silly, Paul. (laughs) And there was also, I thought there was a vacuum cleaner that was going to attack me in a cupboard. Well, that's a possibility Mm. these days with the robot ones. Mm, That's true. Um, But anyway, so I'm watching this program and actually it's, there's a difference between being scared for fun and truly being creeped out by something, (laughs) you know? And whilst I'm watching this, they're talking about these accounts that have been given to them and what these little creatures look like. And I could feel the hairs on the back of my neck standing up. And I could you know, get those tingles down your, down your back of real fear, you know. And I started thinking to myself, what on earth would you do? If you saw something in your back garden that looked like this hairless, bald, (laughs) bug-eyed creature about two feet tall. Three toes. With three toes on each foot. I mean, these things have left tracks, you know. And I started feeling genuinely spooked out by it, to be honest. You were quite unnerved. I was very unnerved because it really challenged me. And it challenged me... It challenged my thinking because I suddenly thought to myself, God, what if this is real? I'm quite sure it's not. And I've not seen the conclusion of this particular case that they are looking at. Um, But it it challenged me because it opened up that part of my brain that used to really believe in that stuff. And it kind of freaked me out. And when we went, Paul said, I'm going to bed now. And I said, well, I'm coming with you. He didn't want to stay and watch the rest on his own. I'm not staying down here on my own watching the rest of this. No, 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 not on my own. And um, it's very rare that I actually feel like that because my logic kicks in. I'm quite a logical person. And I'm actually the kind of person that will go and investigate Mm. if I hear a noise. I'm the one that goes downstairs. But we went to bed and I sort of thought, I still feel a little bit scared. I'm worried that the creatures might come into the bedroom tonight. I said to you, are the windows open? I said, they're all shut. (laughs) I I said, because if they're not, they might call in and attack you. Oh, no. And I tucked my feet right into the duvet. Oh, yeah, that's what you said, In case they nibbled on my toes. I said, what what about if they get in the bed and nibble on your feet? And he said, I've tucked them into the duvet. I was really... (laughs) I was really spooked, really spooked. So I'm going to continue with that tonight or maybe this afternoon. It's safer this afternoon to watch it in the daylight. Um, but it, oh, it really freaked me out. It's a bit Blair Witchy, you know, so it, it kind of, 
it, I think it's a real documentary, but it gives the illusion that it might not be real. But And actually, that's the whole question that they pose in the whole thing. It, it, you question what is real and what isn't real, you know? And also they talk about synchronicities as they're oh, yeah, investigating interesting. and yeah. things that have fallen into place. And it's, it's very interesting and very well filmed. Um, so that's Helia on Amazon, on Amazon prime. Mm. Um, well worth a watch. If you like that spooky kind of stuff um, to do with paranormal, which, you know, as you know, I'm not really into, um, but I really got hooked into this and I will continue watching. And also there are no fake psychics on there. Oh, yes. He died this week, didn't yes, he? Yes. The sad news, that's further news, that the psychic, the fake psychic, Derek Akora, has passed away. Yeah. He didn't see that coming, did he? No. No. I mean, it's, I it's very like sad. I did like his wife. It's very sad for his family, but I he thought, was a fake and a phony. Yeah, I, I did like Gwen. I was very, very fond of Gwen, but yeah. Yeah, and we'll leave that one there. Mm. So that was good. That was good. Other news... Today, royal news. Royal goblin news. No. Oh. Well, they've had a goblin, haven't they? Have they? Goblin tea's made. Oh. No. <laughs> um, I'm being silly. Um, Harry and Meghan. Oh. They've decided to, um, and we don't normally talk about the royals, but I think this is really interesting because this kind of thing hasn't happened for a long time, if ever. Has it? Um, major royals, yeah, major royals in no. line to the throne mm. have decided, he's decided that they will pull out of public life and split their time between the UK and America. Yeah. And are going to cut themselves off from the finance. Well, I, I, I mean, it's interesting because I think if they're going to do that, then um, and I, I, I like the royals. I'm, I'm a fan of the royals, but I think if they're going to do that, then drop your titles as well, um, because the, the big issue, of course, is that it is um, a son of the future king, or Harry is the son of the future king, and however they try to have a normal life they will always have paid for security for the reason that they could be abducted and then the royal family and the UK could be held to ransom. So it's when the royal family came out today and said it was complicated, I, I totally agree. I'm sure it is complicated. However, so are many things these days and they, they get sorted by technology. And I think if they are doing royal duties if well i think they should ditch their their titles um but if they're not going to ditch their titles and remain a sort of satellite version of of a member of the royal family then um anything they do for the royal family needs to be paid for from the civil list and anything that isn't doesn't um and i'm yeah, sure I mean, that can be just sorted with technology but whether they've got titles or not that makes very little difference. Well, it, really. it does, but it, it's... They need to use their titles in order to earn money. But whether they've got a title or not, they're always going to be known as to who they formerly were. Huh? Well, it's they're interesting because... Oh, hello. Who are you? Zara you look, Phillips you look and her brother. 
You look a little bit like Meghan Markle. Zara oh, Phillips. Meghan Markle. Oh, are you? Zara I mean, Phillips you know I mean? and her brother. Yeah, what about it? They gave up their titles and they are living a, a relatively normal life. Yeah, but they still get protection. Yeah, they, they For the do. the same reason. Yeah, yeah. But so that's the only thing, that's the only difference, is that they require protection to prevent them from being kidnapped. Yes. That's the only thing that puts them apart from normal, human, everyday, toilet-going public. Mm. Huh? Mm. So, you know, get out there, guys. This is my advice if you're listening, Harry and Meghan. And I'm sure you are. Meghan's an actress, apparently. We're royal favourites, apparently. By royal appointment (laughs) of many, many queens. Um, You know, my advice is get out there and earn some bloody money. Earn an honest living. Just do it. Set up a company. Do loads of TV. They've already got all that. Do loads of TV. Write loads of books. Sell lots of secrets. And T-shirts. And T-shirts and mugs. Yeah. Yeah. And um, In fact, maybe we could speak to them about where they are going to get their where mugs they get their made. mugs from. Yeah. yeah. We could go there too. Yeah, because I'm sure they'd be in a position like us. They wouldn't want to buy 50 just in case people didn't want to buy them. And if you need any help on your YouTube channel, love, yeah. you know to come to. They'll yeah. give you some help on it, love. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, just do what normal people do, for but God's sake. But I do wish them luck, and I, I, I don't so think, do I. Uh, I don't think it's actually um, too much of a step. And the royal family has been wanting to modernise, and and this is a way that part of the royal family seems to wish to modernise. And I think it needs to be embraced and and taken forward. And any hurdles that are there need to be addressed and resolved. Hmm. Yeah. But I didn't know she was an actor. I mean, I don't, actually, I have no idea who she... I, if she put a photograph in front of me, unless it was actually with Harry, I would have no idea who she was. Oh, she's very beautiful. I didn't say she wasn't. But if you put 10 beautiful women together and said, which one is Meghan Markle, I, I would have no idea. I'm sure you would. I'm sure your subconscious has taken it in at some I point. I doubt that. Sometimes they, they... I have to think about whether... Um, which brothers got which woman anyway i I, I, yeah i'm just not interested from us to megan and harry we do wish you luck if you do need any any help at all with anything just give us a call you know where we are pop round for a cup of tea one day Mm. yeah we don't mind who you are we're not gonna you know, fuss over you. We'll treat you like any old scrubbers. I did think it was rather ludicrous. I did, it hadn't hit my knowledge until earlier. That $2.4 million had been spent doing up a four-bedroom house. Yeah, well, that's a bit excessive, mm. isn't it, really? And also, they I mean, they both got personal fortunes. I mean, how much money do you bloody need to live on? I guess the most expensive thing is going to be security. Well, yeah, but that will be paid for by the British government, mainly. Or they could employ Sandra Bullock. Oh, yeah, that would be good, She'd be wouldn't good. it? You could She'd make a good, good movie out of that, She you? would be good, yeah. Sandra Bullock and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. He's a bit old now, but... Um... No, but, I mean, he, he still delivers, doesn't he? Oh, talking about movie stars, we missed out one bit. What? 
that film we watched. Valerian? No. Which other one? Florence. Florence Foster Jenkins. Oh, goodness me. If you've not seen this film, try and watch it. Florence Foster Jenkins is was one of the world's worst singers who was really well known and really adored and the film is she's played by Meryl Streep in the film Hugh Grant's in it as well and several other people um and we watched it and it's really really good it's very touching mm. typical streep mm. you know she she really captures the character and delivers everything um really really good and quite funny as well yeah it it was it was funny i i do actually want to know more about her life so after watching that i want to know more about her life so i will do a bit of wiki on that and find out a bit more but it, at, at points i was thinking is she being exploited and then you sort of realise that actually he's doing all of this for her out of love, isn't he? Well, she's the one that benefited from it. I mean, she yeah. had a nice lifestyle. Yeah. You know, she had a good lifestyle. She had him by her side. She had quite a number of good friends Yeah. who yeah. supported her. And at the end of the day, um, I wouldn't know a good opera singer if they hit me in the face. No, they I all wouldn't. sound the same to me, really. And actually, what she did was super fun, and you had to admire her guts. Mm. And yeah, she might have been, um, you know, maybe blissfully unaware that she was completely um, terrible. But sometimes that's okay, though, isn't it? But you know, she actually brought a lot of um, joy, joy to people. So, you know, if somebody's bringing joy... I mean, we are absolutely horrendous at doing all this podcasting, Malarkey. Yeah. But yeah. Look at well, the you're joy, better than me. Look at the joy that we bring to people. Oh, you bring a lot of joy to and, my life. Oh, maybe. shut up. Oh, right, okay. Um, look at the high-quality videos that we produce. Well, yeah. You see? Yeah. High-quality. High the, the, my my um, allotment tour of January was particularly high-quality. Was it? Yes, yes. Handheld, impromptu, with a lot of wind. Blair Witch Project style, then. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and look how much money that movie made. <laughs> Very successful. Yeah, so, um, yeah, we just wanted to mention that film because it was absolutely... It was great. It was really good. Quite sad, but it was good. Um, yeah. I don't think there's anything else to talk about now, is there, Paul? Isn't there? No, I think we've exhausted the list. <sighs> oh, no. Oh, I no. know. I know. What? Okay, so some of you aren't going to like this, actually. But I've got to say it. I'm really getting hacked off with these posts about Australia. What do you mean? Well, not the posts that bring us the news of what is happening. And, you know, obviously we, we all know by now the absolute tragedy which is going on in Australia mm. in terms of the fires. And you, we all know that. Yeah. So, A, I don't actually need any further Facebook posts to remind me of that. Right. Because I can make a choice about giving money to 
the causes, yeah? We were all grown-ups and we can choose to do that. The posts that are really hacking me off, and I saw one today which was about a mass prayer. A big a what? group prayer. Oh, oh right. To pray for Australia. Well, I hope they're getting their money out at the same time. Now, I'm sorry, but prayer is not going to make any difference. It's been scientifically proven, actually, that prayer has no effect whatsoever because it doesn't actually do anything. It's not an action. It's not an action that has an effect on something apart from yourself apart from yourself apart from making you feel better yeah thinking you've done something Mm. sorry my thought is it's self-congratulatory yeah i'm sorry give your bloody money to them i mean as bob geldof said at live aid give us your fucking money Mm. didn't he Mm. And really, that's what you can do. You need to contribute to the effort. They need resources. They need money to basically up the effort. Yeah. So that's what we can do. Praying is not going to help. Action. Action will. Action speaks louder than words. I'm sorry if you don't like that, but that is how I feel. Mm. And I I actually, I don't take offence, but I do feel mildly offended when I see those kind of posts. Oh, they just pass me by because I think, (sighs) oh, well, they... if, if they want to believe that and live in that, then well, that's okay. up to them. Okay, but, look, you but know I what? Think that I think they should also take action as well. You know what? If you go to bed at night, having taken action, contributed to a fund or a charity, and you go to bed at night and you say a silent prayer for the people and animals and landscape of Australia, all well and good. Yeah. I'm yeah. not objecting to that. No, absolutely. What I'm objecting to are the posts on Facebook, which are sort of like holier than thou for a start, Mm. and intimating that we should all be taking part in some kind of group prayer that will make a difference. It's not going to make a difference, Mm. for fuck's sake. Mm. Just, you know, it's a private thing. The choice to say a prayer is a private thing, Mm. you know, and it's usually to make you feel better. That's it. Sorry if I'm taking a hard line, but I do. So anybody who posts that kind of shit on Facebook, I'm sorry, you you getting unfriended. <laughs> Without any questions. Goodbye. See ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. Really? But I think the, the thing up. is, what you can do is look at the way you live your life. Because actually, all of these bushfires and the Amazon burning and... So much that goes on with drought and all of that is about how we live our lives environmentally and how we live our lives financially as well. Because if you're buying water from big water companies who are exploiting regions like a a region of uh, like some of China is doing, then, um, you know, you're you're actually feeding into the whole thing. So. Think about where you're spending your money and the corporations you're giving your money to, because many of these corporations are doing harm rather than good. So by you buying their goods, 
you're actually contributing to what's going on. So be more wary about how you spend your money and how you live, live your life. Yeah, well, still pisses me off. Well, it will do. Yeah, there's it's lots gonna... that pisses you off. Well, no, there's not lots, actually. It's... There is. Yeah, there are. But, <laughs> you know, the thing is, you've got to be pissed off about stuff yeah. to be driven to do something about it. Absolutely, and take I, action. I'm taking action yeah. by getting rid of people off, off my timeline. Mm. that do that you know anyway that's it for this week's rantorama <laughs> <laughs> the richard rantorama and the paul chuckle away that's what we should call this i don't think so <laughs> so this is the penultimate um podcast in this series podcast 11 there'll be podcast 12 next week and then that's it. We're going to be doing a monthly podcast um, from then on. So you've got plenty to listen to. If you've not listened to the ones earlier in this series, go back. They're all just as entertaining as this one is. And if you have listened to them all... Thank you, will, bloody thank you. Yeah, and we will be doing others, as Richard says. We're not stopping entirely. And there may even be a few impromptu ones over the year. Who knows? I wasn't planning on that, but hey. <laughs> what, we wa what we are planning on doing is probably a couple of live shows on YouTube. So, mm. you know, that that's the thing. You can't do everything. That's the problem. You can't fit in everything every week no. you've got to kind of pick and choose because otherwise what tends to happen especially when it's a sort of talk show type thing there's too much of a crossover with the subject matters with the things we're talking about the things that have happened to us this week there's too much crossover so it becomes a sort of repetitive cycle of the same thing which we don't want which we do not want we want each episode to sort of be original uh, with different content. I mean, there'll be some crossover, of course. That's how life is. But we want to sort of just keep everything individual and, um, yeah, unique. There you go. Unique. So, that's it, folks. Say goodbye. Bye. And we'll see you on Sunday for Sunday Chat on YouTube. <gasps> Sunday Chat. So thanks very much for tuning in. And again, you know, thanks very much for following us and all of that. We really appreciate it. We really do. We do. Yeah. Thank you very much and take care of yourselves. Bye for now. Bye.